You're listening to On the Record Online with Eric Schwartzman, where reporters and journalists go on the record about how they use the internet to cover the news. For the latest trends, tips, and tactics on how the web shapes popular opinion, subscribe to our RSS news feed or visit us online at www.ipressroom.com. Tony Sapienza of Topaz Partners goes on the record online. I think press releases are more important today because they're able to reach uh, the end user, whether it's the business cons- customer or the consumer. Um, you think about it, when, when we do a search to see what information is available uh, on, a, on a company or on a product, uh, we'll oftentimes be able to pull up press releases. And, you know, it was unheard of in the past for... Uh, a business cons- customer or a consumer to actually get their hands on a press release that you know a PR person has sort of pushed through the media. Uh, the media was always that that channel to deliver the news, and now I think we're you know seeing that uh, press releases are a way to sort of get news right into the uh, into the eyeballs of um, of the consumer. And thank you for joining us for another episode of On the Record Online. Uh, this is the podcast that. Um tries to bring you the story behind the story. Uh, We're looking to increase the transparency of the public relations and news media business. And uh, we also are talking about how technology is changing and disrupting the mainstream media business and how people consume media and information um, in, in a wired world. That's what we cover. Today we have an interview with Tony Sapienza of Topaz Partners. Um, he uh, is here with me at the Media Relations 2006 conference in New York, uh, where we are recording a series of podcasts from the press room. Uh, if you want to subscribe uh, to this podcast, you can do it at www.ontherecordpodcast.com. Um, if uh, you have questions or comments or feedback uh, on this episode, uh, please send it to eric at ontherecordpodcast.com or posted to my blog at www.spinfluencer.com. And now, uh, the interview with Tony Sapienza runs about 22 minutes after this. Don't be left behind. Get the latest online PR tools and services from my press room. Powerful, easy to use, available on demand. Extend your sphere of influence online with iPressroom, tools for online media centers, virtual private press rooms, RSS news feeds, podcasts, and more at www.ipressroom.com. iPressroom, always on, even when you're off. Tony Sapienza's background includes agency, corporate communications, and journalism experience. He served as president of Miller Shandwick Technologies, one of the world's leading PR firms, He was a global practice leader for Weber Shanwick Worldwide. Uh, He's worked with many emerging companies and startups, as well as established industry leaders. Uh, Clients include Compaq, Computer Corp, Sharp Electronics, Hewlett Packard, as well as launching new products uh, uh, or developing new markets. In his 11 years at Miller Shanwick, uh, he headed one of the agency's uh, very successful operations. Uh, with clients ranging from technology to healthcare to financial services. He also launched a worldwide technology practice uh, that helped reach across geographic markets in the U.S., Europe, and Asia. Uh, he has provided communications and management counsel and hands-on support in a broad range of areas, including communications strategy development, uh, messaging and positioning, mes- message training, Uh, business and trade media relations, investor relations, industry analyst relations, and interactive communications. 
Um, I am pleased to have him with me here today. Well, it's great to be here. Thank you. So we're here at the Media Relations 2006 conference in New York City where you're speaking mm -hmm. on, one of the, on one of the panels. That's right. And I know you guys have a blog called Tech PR Gems. Mm -hmm. What has the impact of that blog been on Topaz Partners, your agency? It's been, uh, it's been phenomenal. We launched the blog and launched our buzz media and online communications practice simultaneously about a year and a half ago. And it, it got a sort of a slow start. A lot of the companies that we were approaching to try to convince them to consider the whole idea of online communications and blog PR, um, they, they, the, the idea was just becoming um, sort of apparent to them, but they were sort of reluctant to, uh, to step into it. Over the past year, I think we've seen a lot more acceptance of the whole idea of, of, of blog PR and buzz media. And as companies began to sort of research who out there is providing these kind of services, they came across our, our blog, our Tech PR Gems blog. And we felt as important for us as a, as a PR agency that was out there providing these kind of services that we, you know, kind of walk the talk or talk the walk, so to speak. And that's what our Tech PR Gems uh, blog is all about. It's also a way for us to stay on top of some pretty interesting issues that impact uh, the PR industry. So in order for a client to engage you in this service, in this practice area, I guess if you're just handling traditional media relations or traditional PR for that client, mm -hmm. uh, they wouldn't be getting that that service offering, right? No. Um, well, yeah, it's it, an additional it, thing. It, it is. Um, I think in many ways we're finding this blending of mainstream and consumer-generated media. I think we've come to realize that uh, it's not all about you know the traditional print media. That for many of our clients, we need to track what's happening in the blogosphere, what's happening across in news groups. Um, and in uh, certain other online sites. So we have sort of evolved our agency to one that's uh, is increasing, expanding its focus to beyond traditional media to looking at um, online outlets as well, where it steps over the line where we, you know, we then want to engage clients in additional services and when we're, is when we're really proactively helping them to kind of launch a blog and maintain a blog. Um, the idea of sort of the tradition of uh, tracking and, and analyzing the activity in the blogosphere, you know, that, that's sort of just an extension of the work we do right now in traditional media. So in order to uh, actually provide these services, do you have to hire PR people who are also tech savvy or who also have some computer skills? I mean, how do you actually deliver? Yeah. Well, we've had a couple of people. Um, we do. We tr our agency does te technology public relations. We work with technology companies. So you know, we tend to attract uh, PR people who are a little bit more comfortable with technology, use of technology. And we've been fortunate, um, I guess I said about a year and a half ago, to assemble a group of folks at our agency that really were comfortable with the idea of, of blogging and, uh, and buzz media, uh, podcasts, and, and, the side, and so on. As we've kind of hired new people into the agency, we're finding, particularly with our younger folks who are coming right out of school, they're very aware and very uh, sort of ready to kind of step into this whole new world of online communications. So no, we haven't really needed to go out and hire any specialists in this area. We've really just kind of used the existing staff that had developed an expertise in the area of blog PR. Let's um, talk a little bit about the use of the web and the use of new media technology to perform the practice of public relations. Mm -hmm. Traditional public relations, but using technology to do it. Mm -hmm. And specifically, I want to talk about a discussion um, that started at Tech PR Gems 
uh, concerning the SEC. I think it did. I think it started there. I believe it did. Yeah, uh, I was. Yeah, I've been tracking it sort of sporadically over the past. Jeremy, couple. if I'm wrong, I'm sure you'll tell me. <laughs> uh, there have been obviously a considerable amount of discussion concerning the SEC's adoption of Reg FD and whether or not uh, disclosure as it is defined in the regulation itself uh, is up to up to date. Yeah. And uh, you guys were um, suggesting the idea that perhaps uh, posting something to the web, posting a press release to the web would, would satisfy uh, Reg FD. And just for those of our listeners who are general business people and not in the PR community, Regulation FD stands for Regulation Fair Disclosure. And what it basically means is that if you're a public company and you release any news that could have an impact on the trading value of your stock, you have to give everyone equal – you, you can't give any uh, investor the upper hand on, on the distrib distribution of that information, So, which means everybody's got to get it at the same time, which means it is, quote, non-selectively disclosed. That's pretty much the moniker of how it's described. And in days of old, before the Internet, uh, one of the ways of satisfying uh, Regulation FD uh, – well, actually, it didn't, didn't exist before the days of the Internet – but one of the way – the main way of satisfying Regulation FD is clearing a newswire. Regardless of the fact that reporters tell us they really don't pay much attention to the newswires, it, uh, it still seems to satisfy that uh, objective. So um, what I'd like to talk about a little bit, and hopefully you could tell us about this, I mean, do you think that – that if you post a press release to the internet, that should be a legally acceptable disclosure practice? Um, I think it should. I'm not, I'm not too sure we're there yet. Um, I don't know if the SEC would agree with that, but it's my belief that, as you mentioned, I think for a lot of reporters, uh, they're getting their information not from the traditional news wires, but from online sources, um, from you know company websites and, this, and the like. Um, Again, I don't, I don't, I'm not too sure the industry is there yet, but I think we're moving in that direction. I don't think any of us would have sort of uh, really sort of comprehended the impact of the Internet and of blogs in our lives in, in so many ways, but uh, it has happened. And I think in this case, I think we're moving in a direction where it's going to be, it will be an accepted um, sort of method of, of disseminating that sort of information. I still think that there's a, a place, an important place for uh, the news wires and for and for press traditional press release distribution, um, but I think there's going to be uh, you know a, a broader acceptance of online dissemination of uh, this kind of information. Um. Every time a new media is introduced, old media tends to adapt. It doesn't tend to go away. It mm -hmm. tends to change, and it tends to learn to highlight and feature that which is it is serves it best. And so I wonder, I mean, do you think that the blog uh, as, a, as, a, as a media channel is, has evolved, or do you think it is in a state of transition and we're going to find its place in the mix? Um, where are we in that evolution? I think the blog has come up uh, a, a real long way in the past year. Um, you know, maybe a year, year and a half ago, we began hearing about this whole concept, and um, I, I think it's it's really progressed. I mean, we you know we've seen all the numbers of the number of blogs that are sort of emerging each and every day, and a number of people who are are participating in sort of uh, you know blog dialogue. Um, I, I still think that there is still room for adoption. I talk to a lot of PR people who have yet to sort of embrace this whole idea, and who are, who are still um, sort of very slowly stepping into the the world of of blogs and and, of, and, and thinking about that 
whole um, sort of uh, world of, of, of blog communications as a, as a sort of a as a sort of a impact on their clients and uh, and the reputations of their uh, that they're tracking. So I think it's still evolving for the most part. Um, I could agree with you more that um, you were seeing traditional technology and traditional sort of approaches begin to evolve, particularly in you know public relations itself. I think we're finding PR people who are evolving and adapting uh, as as blogs and podcasts and other types of technology. Uh, take a you know better hold on on our on the business world. What about the wires? How will they adapt? Yeah, I mean we still depend very uh, very much on the wires to disseminate information. Um, I think that the wires are going to you know one one way I think I see them doing is is sort of adding. Uh, more online outlets to their um, distribution distribution targets. I think they're going to sort of embrace the whole idea of of more online uh, outlets, uh, even blogs themselves. You know, looking for a way to sort of um, and looking for a way to sort of not only disseminate but also to sort of provide uh, tracking and um, sort of uh, uh, analysis of where the where the press releases are being hit right now. I think we're you know seeing the traditional news sources come up when uh, a newswire tells us this is where the release has, uh, has made an impact. I think we're going to see you know sort of them embrace more of the online community going forward as well. I think there's still a, 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 an important role for the newswires. Um, and it's probably pretty much done away with traditional uh, snail mail. Uh, thank God because I think it's made our lives a lot easier just to distri- distribute information that way. Do you agree with the argument that the only reason press releases are around is to satisfy compliance of Reg FD? No, I, I think uh, I subscribe to David Scott. Actually, did a did a piece um, uh, a few months ago. Talked about the new rules for you know pre- public relations and press releases. I think press releases are more important today because they're able to reach. Uh, the end user, whether it's the business cons- customer or the consumer, um, you think about it. When, when we do a search to see what information is available uh, on a on a company or on a product, uh, we'll oftentimes be able to pull up press releases. And you know, it was unheard of in the past for uh, a business cons- customer or a consumer to actually get their hands on a press release that you know a PR person has sort of pushed through the media. Uh, the media was always that, that channel to deliver the news. And now I think we're you know, seeing that uh, press releases are a way to sort of get news right into the, uh, into the eyeballs of, um, of the consumer. I, I think also because of the various um, news sources that are out there and online sources and basically just the, um, the library of, of, of uh, news that, that is available on the internet today, that um, I think it's important for, pre- for it's a way for companies to establish um, some credibility, uh, to establish um, some re- a reputation, just by sort of the um, chronology of, of news that they will put out, and it's available not now through news outlets alone, but also through company news sites and uh, websites and, uh, and news outlets as well. So, since you've been in the business of PR. Mm-hmm. And this awareness of, or this uh, opportunity to be able to reach constituents directly with a press release rather than just for media relations, how has that changed the way you approach the creation of a, the, the drafting of a press release? Yeah, I mean, the days of the 
eight-page uh, technical press release are sort of long gone. Um, press release is going to be, you know, actually written with the consumer in mind, written which, with, uh, you know, search terms in mind as well, thinking, you know, that's one way that we see the press releases sort of, you know, landing in the, you know, the, our target audience. Um, so it's, it's, it has impacted um, how, how press releases are crafted, the words we used, um, you know, the, uh, the focus of the release. There's always a, a way to get more technical information or more detailed information or deeper business detail in the hands of uh, the target media. Um, the whole idea of following up with reporters and, and doing a sort of a, a direct um, uh, dissemination to those reporters is a, is, is a way to around that. But for general distribution purposes, uh, it's releases have become shorter, simpler, uh, higher level, I think, in the past couple of years. A lot of people uh, argue that um, we're shifting from a, uh, a push media world where media is distributed uh, to a pull media world where consumers subscribe. And I, I wonder if you talk, talk a little bit about um, what that means with respect to press release distribution. How do, if, in a world where people can filter out things they don't want. How do you get on somebody's radar? Yeah. Well, um, it, we still go back to the traditional media, you know, idea of media relations, understanding who are the key influencers in the media and the industry analyst community, and making sure that you have a relationship and a dialogue with those individuals. Um, you know, uh, we need to convince them that we belong or our clients belong on their radar screen. So we do spend, you know, it's, that's kind of harking back to traditional public relations of, just um, you know, establishing that dialogue and an, aware, an awareness with the uh, the media that's going to be that conduit to the end user. In terms of, um, um, and, and I think that's where we kind of begin to see the interplay between traditional media and sort of the consumer and consumer generated in blogs. Um, if the cons if the the consumer is seeing a company that's being written up in uh, business press and in the, in the sort of the vertical industry press that they track and in the trade press, you know, it becomes, it, be, it then lands on their radar screen. So they, be, they, they then want to pull that information, you know, directly to their eyeballs. But uh, and that kind of speaks to the interplay, I think, between um, traditional and, and sort of, uh, you know, online communications. Do you recommend blogging for pretty much all your clients? Um, you know, no, not necessarily. There are some clients that it makes, you know, great, great sense. We're working with a major uh, provider of, um, of, of a software provider that's actually looking to reach the software development community. Well, the fact is the software development community gets their information probably not so much from traditional publications for, that are developed for the software, software community, but rather from online sources, from blogs and news groups and things like that. That client, I, yes, they need to... Um, they definitely needed a blog. For other clients, having a blog might not be as important as tracking blogs and tracking what's being written in other blogs and other sort of uh, online sources. Um, and we also don't recommend that you need to respond to every blog posting and every issue that pops up on the Internet as well. Um, you know, we, we counsel a lot of our clients to take a wait and see. Uh, we don't want to wait too long. I mean, we try to do our best to identify you know, where, who are the most credible, who are the most influential, who are the most relevant uh, blogs or influencers, and then we track those and, and then suggest, you know, sort of entering into the dialogue on certain issues. But the answer to your question, no, not necessarily. Not every 
company needs to have a blog. I don't believe it is yet. And who should be blogging? Is it, do you blog for the client or does the client blog themselves? The client should blog themselves. We oftentimes will work with a client, it's new to the whole concept, and sort of provide some upfront counsel and direction. But it really is up to the experts within the company who are close to the issues, I believe, who should be doing the blogging. Uh, I think a good you know, communications consultant can help to direct and, uh, and guide but um, you know we shouldn't be doing the blogging. It belongs in the hands of the uh, of the experts. When if I was a client and I came to you uh, to to give me a new business pitch, uh, what would differentiate you from your competitors? Yeah. Well, I think this whole concept of kind of approaching the world from a, both a mainstream and a consumer-generated standpoint. I think that's a big point. I like a lot of PR firms. Um, haven't sort of embraced this in this way. And if they have, they often sort of separate the consumer generated into a whole different category. Ours is, our belief is one that this is a world where consumer generated and mainstream media are becoming very integrated. Um, and we have PR professionals, counselors, as I mentioned earlier, that who are schooled in both the traditional and the consumer generated uh, approach to public relations. As a matter of fact, we, we go into great length now so that, that those four or five experts in our company who understand the whole idea of online communications and, and blogs, that, that they're sharing those experiences. We're sort of rotating people through those accounts that are involved in online communications so that the, the, those who are sort of more grounded in traditional public relations are being exposed to this new world of online communications. What do you say to the client who says, look, I want visibility on the blogosphere. I want to protect my reputation on the blogosphere but I don't want to blog. Mm. How can, is there a way to achieve that? Um, well, it's difficult. Um, you can, well, oftentimes we'll talk about getting customers, you know, to blog. We can work with them to help, you know, introduce their customers who can, who can sort of enter into the, into the conversation. Um, you know, a lot of what we do is tracking and analyzing what's happening in the blogosphere. Um, I mean, there are sort of sites that sort of run news, you know, so we do often, we, it's an appropriate kind of pitch news and updates uh, on behalf of our clients to certain blogs. So that's one, another way to sort of achieve that visibility in the blogosphere. So, um, but if it's appropriate, we'll counsel very strongly that, that our clients do get involved in sort of blogging and posting comments and sort of weighing into the online discussion. Are they ready for it? Or do they still just want the ink? Um, I think the enlightened companies are understanding that it's important, and they are ready for it. Um, I think they're understanding that they're, that the online um, communications can have a, a great impact on their traditional uh, coverage and visibility. So um, I think for you know the enlightened companies, they are ready for it. I think they're seeing that increasingly. And, we've, and again, we've seen a lot of progress over the past year as companies have come to appreciate the importance of sort of online communications of, you know, sort of news groups and, and blogs and how that impacts uh, the more traditional um, media visibility. Do you think that the, we should be doing anything as an industry to um, PR our own image? Um, I, I do see it happening. I mean, as I, even as I walk around the, the halls of, uh, of this Media Relations 2006 event, I'm seeing more and more companies that are sort of embracing the whole idea of, of online communications. 
Um, Symphony is one of them. Symphony is a very interesting company that's... That's a client of yours, It's right? a client of ours, yeah. Uh, it's a, and it, they're, they're a, I think, a great client to work with because they, they, they sort of share the perspective that we have of this sort of interplay, this uh, media remix culture that's out there today where... Um, you know, they're tracking both online communications uh, and um, mainstream uh, uh, media and tracking how they sort of interplay, how an article in the Wall Street Journal is jump-starting a dialogue, an online dialogue, and how that online dialogue is then impacting coverage in the Wall Street Journal and in trade press and things like that. I've, I've seen their software. It's very impressive. It, it is. But let me ask you something. Let's say you get that in place and you get this great intelligence. It's fantastic. It's eye-opening. What do you do with it? You're in the PR department. Mm -hmm. How do you get the rest of the organization to take a look at it and change and grow from it? I, I think that the, the data and the analysis that Symphony is providing um, sort of empowers PR and marketing professionals to kind of go to senior management with uh, a sort of more critical, uh, sort of important data. But, but after they go there, what happens then? How do organizations benefit from all this data? Yeah. Well, I think it does begin to give, give, them, give them the information they need to begin to sort of form and redirect campaigns. Um, you know, if they're seeing that, you know, this particular product is getting, you know, batted online, you know, that's information that in the past might have come through focus groups or might have come through sort of, uh, you know, perception research that might have taken months to acquire. And that information would have then been fed into the marketing organization, into the PR professional, say, okay, this is what we need to do. We need to launch, a, you know, sort of a, a, an attack on the media to help kind of change this, this image. Well, that's the same thing's happening today. It's only happening in real time. Uh, I think companies are getting this information and are able to sort of analyze it, digest it, and use it to redirect some of their activities, and whether it's activities that are manifested in, you know, sort of media outreach or drafting press releases that deal with certain issues or crafting a bylined article or, you know, sort of doing a blog posting that uh, sort of addresses a particular issue. I think that's how that information, it's, it's actually empowering the, the PR and marketing professional with uh, is, you know, much more timely and uh, relevant information. Tony, thanks for doing this. I appreciate oh, it's it. It's been fantastic. Thanks for the opportunity. You've been listening to On the Record Online with Eric Schwartzman, where reporters and journalists go on the record about how they use the web to cover the news. For the latest trends, tips, and tactics on how the web impacts corporate reputations, subscribe to our RSS news feed or visit us online at www.ipressroom.com.